Alright, yo, what up? Welcome back to Fantasy Foes. Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive, the homie Adam Ronis. What's going on with you, brother? All good, man. Just middle of the basketball season and get ready for the NFL playoffs to begin. Should be a good one. Some good matchups. Some teams coming in playing poorly. Other teams playing well. So it should be fun. And I know everyone's picking the same teams, but hopefully uh, it doesn't go to form and we don't have two one seats playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess you can say those two teams, San Francisco and Baltimore, are likely favorites coming in. But we'll see how it shakes out. Obviously, the month of January will be very entertaining as we go through the the money rounds of the NFL season. And, um, you know, Ronis, uh, looking back at last week, right, uh, and, you know, I know we discussed quarterback situations and stuff like that last week a little bit. When you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, what are you doing there? I mean, they're they're probably going to stick with Lawrence. I mean, they have to, but do they have to give him $50 million a year? Well, I mean, every quarterback gets that, right? Yeah. Daniel Jones got it. So, I know their numbers are kind of similar. Look, I think he was banged up to finish the year. Uh, I was on the Titans uh, plus four and a half. I thought they had a good shot to win, too. I just – Jacksonville played poorly down the stretch. Like, the only game they won was against the Panthers with Beathard at quarterback. They were 1-5. And they they kind of struggled in that game, too. Yeah. So, I just think that it just set up poorly for them down the stretch. They played some good teams. But losing to Tampa, getting blown out, that was the one that really killed them. Like, yep. You lose 30-12 to 12 to Tampa? Like, that can't happen. Same Tampa that scored Tennessee. three field goals against, against yeah, Carolina. Man. I mean, you knew Tennessee was going to play well in that game. Derrick Henry's last home game. Hopkins had some incentives. Tannehill's last game. Vrabel, obviously now, definitely his last game. That You knew they were going to play well. And, uh, yeah, very disappointing for Jacksonville. I mean, I think, obviously, Lawrence is going to get a lot of the blame. And he deserves it. But I think... There were a lot of issues on that team. Uh, the offensive line wasn't good. Uh, ETN really was touchdown reliant. The defense had a lot of issues. But overall, that's a division they should have won. And to be 8-3 and three and in the conversation for the number one seed and not even make the playoffs, I mean. Massive you, collapse. I, do you, so offhand, and I didn't know, and I had this guy on multiple fantasy teams. Do you know how many touchdowns Trevor Lawrence threw for this year? Ooh, that's interesting. Less than 20? 21. That's not great. That is pathetic, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's not great. It's just, yeah, they – that was a winnable division. It was a bad division. There's no excuse for Jacksonville losing it. You know, every team had injuries. And Lawrence just did not play well, man. Four interceptions in his last two games. I do think he had the shoulder injury and, you know, the knee that he played with against the Saints on that Thursday night. But they're just too, too – uh, too inconsistent. Some really bad decisions, poor throws. I mean, that attempt, uh, that drive, I mean, was nothing. When they had a chance to go down the field and tie it up, I don't even think he completed a pass on the drive. No, so. that was about as terrible as a, a drive as you could possibly see with your season on the line. I, and it just looked like they it, – it, to me, it, 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 I, I hate to say this because I'm not around the team, but it looks internal. That's – I did hear that somewhere that there's some issues on that team. And it could be. I mean, it certainly appears like it. Uh, again, they – down the stretch, they lost to Baltimore. Okay, fine. They lost to Cleveland. They lose to Sensi in overtime. I'm trying to think. Did Burrow play in that game? Nah, he didn't play in that game. 
Uh, and the Tampa Bay loss was brutal, man, on uh, Christmas Eve. Like, you cannot – I know it's on the road, but Tampa Bay, I mean, that's not a good team. And I think that gave you an indication this team was in real trouble. And, yeah, they bounced back and beat Carolina without Lawrence, but, you know, everyone beats Carolina except Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for them. Uh, what do you think about the Indianapolis Colts, the way their season ended? And when you look at Anthony Richardson moving forward, you know he played in four games this year, either four or five games, and he got hurt. In, he got hurt just about every game he played in this year. Yeah, I mean, I really want to see what he can do. I think they would have been a way better team with him. Uh, you know, Minshew obviously has limitations. Look, that play call to me – People are most people are saying it's stupid. I think it is. I don't know how do you throw to Goodson with your season on the line. Was the throw poor? Yes. Could he have caught it? Yes. But Was I just I wouldn't open? I wouldn't have involved him in the play. And that's the point. That's it right like, there. Yep. That's it. You could say, oh, it was wide open. Like you know, the people are like, well, it was a good play call. He was wide open. If he would have caught it, but that's the reason you don't throw to the fucking guy. Yes. He's barely been in the game, and exactly. he's not. And you're and you're on the game on the line. Oh, let's throw to him now. No, that's so man. stupid, son. When I Again. saw them, then I, I when when I saw the ball bounce off his hands, I looked and I was like, "Why'd you throw to him?" Exactly. I mean, you were running with Taylor all game. You take Taylor out of the game, and if you're gonna throw, you don't throw to Pittman, who had three catches on the first drive. And what did he finish with? Like five or six? Like, yeah, he got hot so again on that. And one of those late drives, he got yeah. hot again. They went they went to him again, but yeah, they they did get away from him. Like it just made no sense what they did overall though they had a really good season i think steichen's a really good coach he did a good job here i think the texans are a good team um i guess the colts they had that bad loss to atlanta down the stretch they lost 29 to 10 um but overall i thought they they had a solid season you know taylor missed some of it uh and then you got to go to Minshew, who's again solid backup but i thought it was a good season and i think they they have a bright future, but you are right. A lot comes down to Richardson where he constantly was banged up. He's going to be a running quarterback. You know, they do have Taylor locked up. I think Pittman's a free agent though, right? I'm not sure what his is. contract status is. I think no. he is. So um, they could use another receiver obviously as well. Um, but yeah, I thought the Colts uh, first year on the Steichen, I thought they had a good season. Uh, what about Houston? Obviously a big celebration. You know what I'm saying? First year head coach, uh, first year quarterback. Not only do they make the playoffs, they win the division. C.J. Stroud I, 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 is a much better quarterback than I thought he was going to be coming out of college. It's fantastic the way he's getting the job done. Uh, Ronas, we've seen situations like this before where there's a lot to be optimistic about, and then the next season it falls off. You think that Houston has the ingredients to continue to be a contender in the AFC? It feels like it. Stroud was extremely impressive. I mean, you're talking about a rookie quarterback coming into a team that was awful last year. He had five interceptions on the season. That's, like that's just did the, not, and you remember? Like, do you remember the first preseason game? He looked his first throw of the season was an interception. You knew that, right? Did you remember that? Oh, I didn't. No, no. Yeah, his first throw of the season was an interception, and I was like looking at his preseason games. I'm like, oh, this guy's not going to be that good. Oh, it's going to take time. And then when the regular season started, it was like a light just clicked, and he went off. Yeah, his first game of the season was at Baltimore, and, you know, he was mediocre, 242 passing yards, 5.5 yards per pass attempt, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and we know how good Baltimore is. And then came out against the Colts, 384 and two touchdowns, Jacksonville, 282 touchdowns, Pittsburgh, 306 and two touchdowns. And we're like, wow. I mean, because I know in one of the FFWC leagues, I picked him up. I don't remember what week. I don't know if it was two or three, um, but he was sitting there early in the season. There were people who still doubted him, and – 
he turned into a guy I know in my home league. Uh, I think someone had him, dropped him. I picked him up. I had uh, the Stroud-Fields com uh, combination, and obviously Fields went down. I was rolling with Stroud, then went back to Fields. But Stroud was phenomenal this year. The other thing, too, is he had a lot of injuries to the receiving core. Yeah. You know, Nico Collins missed time. Tank Dell obviously got hurt a couple times, then out for the year. Uh, not that Robert Woods is a big deal, but he was banged up. But considering that, and even last week, that was what was shocking with the Colts. You had one guy basically to take away. And they couldn't do Collins. it. And they couldn't. I was on his prop. I had over 74 and a half receiving yards or 70. He went over it on the first play. That first play again. I was like, oh, cool. It's, you don't get many of those. You know this in betting. You don't get many of those, oh, cash right away bets. No, uh, you That don't. was fun with Nico Collins, who I've always been a big fan of. And I had him in fantasy this year, just not as many teams. I think maybe one or two. Definitely a lot of best ball. Uh, so he's going to be drafted very early next year. Uh, Tank Dell will be back. Uh, Schultz was solid for them. Uh, D'Amico Ryans did a hell of a job, man. I mean, he just really did coming in and just changing. I know it was a bad division, and Jacksonville kind of needed to choke for them to win. It doesn't matter, man. What they do is very impressive. And uh feels like everyone's picking against them, though, this weekend when they host Cleveland. Yeah, nah, we'll, and we'll get to that um, in a little bit. I, I do want to ask you about this weekend, Super Wild Card weekend. But, um, you know, he, he was the preferred candidate for the Bronco job, D'Amico Ryans. Like, he was the number one candidate in last year's cycle. Everybody really wanted D'Amico Ryans. He interviewed well, but obviously he had affinity to go back to Houston. I truly believe that not wanting to deal with Russell Wilson in that contract was a part of was a part of him not going to Denver. Was a part, that was the thing in last year's coaching search that nobody talks about. Nobody wanted Denver because nobody wanted to deal with Russell. Sean Payton went in there and bit the bullet, took all of that money, and now he's getting in trouble for dealing with Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the way the owners want people to deal with Russell. This is the ownership group saying, let's figure out a way to get rid of this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, definitely. But, uh, yeah, the Texans caught a, a nice break there and, uh, you know, just a, a great transformation. And it's going to be interesting to see who wins coach of the year. Is it him or Stefanski? I think Stefanski was favorite going into the week. Uh, obviously, I think the books took all the awards away now. But – I think it's close. We we did voting at the Messenger. I had Stefanski one, and then I put Ryan's one, Stefanski two. Yeah, I think I would go that way right there. And obviously, the situation with Stefanski, you know, the cycling through different quarterbacks and stuff like that, and still able to rack up an 11-win season are, are pretty impressive. See, that's one award I can't argue with. And then some people in the comments, uh, the other staffers, and it's a good point. Like, usually this is an award, and I said it too, it's a coach that exceeds expectations. If you like, you can win a ton of games, and you're never like Shanahan can't win it, Harbaugh can't win it, like because they're supposed to be good. Yeah, they're which supposed is to be good. Which is kind of crazy in a way. Yeah, same. You know, I, I agree with you on that one right there. Um, like you really have to for you to be a top coach and win it. Like you really have to have that dynamic season that where it just all comes together. And you hang like a, a 15 and two on them or something like that. That's when you'll see a guy like an Andy Reid winning or something like that. But uh, the expectations are really stacked against those um, legacy style head coaches. Um, what's going on in Philadelphia, Ronis? This is. Oh, my goodness. This is. We talked about internal with, with Jacksonville. It definitely feels like it's internal in Philadelphia. I mean, it has to be. I know A.J. Brown came out passionately defending the coaches, what, like a week ago, but. And look, I don't know. I'm not going to take a lot away from the Giants game. Swift didn't play. Smith didn't. Devonta Smith didn't play. 
Brown leaves the game, hurts his finger. But he, this is not just the Giants game. This has been going on for a while now. They were 10-1, and one, and they're not even hosting a first-round game. And they're only favored on the road because Tampa Bay is not good either. But this defense is a major problem. The Cardinals did not punt in Week 17. That's wild. The Arizona Cardinals came into your building, and they didn't punt. And then the Giants did whatever they want. I mean, one of the easiest bets, I, I gave it out on the messenger, Tyrod Taylor, 198.5 passing yards. <laughs> like, you knew he was going to shred them. You could have yeah. been Slayton, Wondell Robinson. I mean, they just got gashed. But, yeah, I mean, we've seen teams limp in and turn it around. I don't know how this team does it. Could they win this week? Yeah, yep, they can. They could. Because Tampa's not good and Tampa has injuries and it's Baker Mayfield. He's banged up. So they can go in there and win. But after that, like, it's hard to see them doing anything because they're the likelihood is they, they'd either, obviously, well, if Dallas wins, they could face them they or they could go to San Francisco. It's hard to see them winning either of those games. But, yeah, there's major issues here. And yeah. You're starting to hear rumors that Sirianna can be fired. Yep, starting to hear that now. You know, I I, I remember we, I remember I alluded to uh, the Josina Anderson report. Um, was that was that me and you talking about that? How she was saying that it's uh, going to be some changes in the NFC East, and obviously everybody was like, "Oh well, of course we know Ron Rivera's going." But actually, what she was referring to was that. Uh, and Ronas, I would hate to see this. Um, Will McClay or uh, Will McCray. Uh, the third in line of the Dallas Cowboys has, from what I've been hearing, has been essentially offered the football operations job at Washington. It's just a matter of if he wants to take it or not. Yeah, don't take it. Please don't. Because <laughs> we got to go back to Jerry Jones drafting this team. It's not going to look. You know, he's been the he's been making basically the draft. He's been running the Cowboys draft for 10 years. And Dallas, if one thing they can do, Ron, is they can draft with the best of them. Definitely. I mean, look at all the guys. That Trayvon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Micah Parson, and, you know, these are just, you know, uh, 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 Tyler Smith, you know what I'm saying? This is just the last couple drafts. Now, I think they may have missed with Mozzie this past year, but, um, you know, it, it still is he could be a, a player that can develop. Now, coming down the stretch the other day, uh, when, you know, Dallas was beating up on Washington and us as Cowboy fans, trying to figure out, you know, who the opponent is going to be. Ronis, I did not want to see the Rams. Did you feel the same oh, way about the Rams? Com completely, completely agree. I was like, no, man. So I was glad that they came back and won that game against San Fran. Uh, I did not want to play the Rams. They are definitely a scary team. Uh, they play very well down the stretch. Stafford has the experience. McVay has the playoff experience. Uh, Puka Naku is playing great. Kyra Williams is Phenomenal. Cooper Cup still has something left. Their defense, I think, is still a weakness. I think that's going to be their issue. But, uh, no, there's a dangerous team uh, that just played uh, very well down the stretch. Uh, you know, when you look, though, okay, like, you know, not many great wins. You know, they beat the Browns. The Ravens game was impressive. It was in Baltimore. And they took them to overtime and lost 37-31. Uh, uh, but still, they're a dangerous team. I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Could... Dallas beat them forty-three to twenty during the season. Yeah, that was. But that was, that was earlier. A, yeah, that was one of those games where you know Deron Bland had a pick six, and and once that once you start turning the football over, Dallas will drag you. Um, and that's what I think will be the case with the Packers this week. I and think Kyron Williams didn't play that, in that game. Yeah, and, exactly. If you can and they, if you can run on Dallas, you'll scare the life out that stadium. Yes, and they couldn't do it with. Um, Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson at that time. 
Yeah, so, um, but that's it. Um, but right quick, the situation with Jameis Winston, I kind of agree with what Shannon said, Ronis. I, I don't think, I wouldn't go as far as cutting Jameis, but I don't think that was appropriate for him to take that into his, well, let me not say because that was a team decision that he said, but he was kind of the face of it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if that was the right thing to do. Yeah, well, because it was from the victory formation. That's what, that, that's it, what was. it was. It was from victory formation. Yeah. You can somebody can get hurt. Yeah, that's so. That's what I had a problem with. I mean, I they like Jamal Williams a lot, so I kind of understood it. Um, I didn't. I, Arthur Smith. I like to see him make a fool of. Uh, he yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like I love that, that. That's what you're upset about, bro. Look in the mirror, man. Look how you coach this year. You have all these talent on offense that you don't use. So. Um, yeah, I, I get the backlash, though. I mean, because originally I was like, oh, no problem with it. Then I'm like, you know what? It's in the victory formation. That is kind of that's up. Yeah, it's been. It's if you're going to do it, just line up like you're running a play. There you go. If you're lined up like you're running a play, that's one thing. To do it in the victory formation, you, you even see the center slips completely on that play um, and, and, and falls to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, um, there that's not – that's, a, you know, is that the rivalry game? Yeah, those are division rivals. Oh, um, yeah, they hate each other. Yeah. I mean – uh, O.C. Umanura uh, tweeted something about how late in the game he returned, a, I don't know if it was a fumble for a touchdown, and he's like, yeah, you always want to embarrass your division rival. When he was with Atlanta, yeah. he did it to them. Yeah, no, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? And those two teams, they've, you know one time the Saints band formed out 28-3 to at, at halftime? Did they? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, you know what I mean? They oh, by the way, so as we're recording, Pete Carroll is out as coach. Whoa! He retired yeah. or they fired him? No, they're firing him. They fired Pete Carroll? Yeah. Well, it you know, the statement is we've amicably... Oh, yeah, agreed to part ways. Pete Carroll to remain... Uh, he, so, he'll remain with the organization as an advisor. So, he doesn't want to coach no more. He got Pete Carroll's in his 70s. Yeah, bro. Dude, like, I don't understand some of these guys who are that old that do it. Like, obviously, you love it. And it's easy for me to say because I could be doing this in my 70s. Hope not. Hope I have enough money to retire and I have my, uh, you know, younger woman with me. Uh, <laughs> <care of> me. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's such a stressful job, bro. The hours they put in, the stress that you're doing. And there's so much pressure, and I'm sure a lot of these guys have money, but I do understand when you're passionate about something and you love it, uh, yes. But, yeah, this is uh, – and I did see, I think Ian Rappaport said Dan Quinn could be considered for their um, yeah, coaching. Yeah, I think Dallas is, is going to have a, a tough time hanging on to Dan Quinn this year. I believe Dan Quinn is already the NFL's highest-paid assistant coach, and um, hopefully he taught somebody in that building that defense or uh, – you know, we'll see what happens uh, moving down the stretch because it could be a coaching change in Dallas this time next week. You know what I'm saying? You they, think so? Oh, you're saying if they lose, the if Green they Bay. lose the Green Bay? Yep, mm -hmm. I think so. I think you got to. I think you got to do it, dude. Because that if that happens, bro. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I actually, I'd be a little surprised. I mean, come on, man. If they, if they, it is, look. Here's the thing. There's no excuse this year. They have to get to the NFC Championship. You, everything broke right down the stretch. You're the two seed. You're going to get two home games if you win the first round where you're dominant at home. You haven't lost there in, what, 16, 17 games. Yeah. There's no excuse, bro. You've got – and here's – well. Well, there's, there's an excuse. There's, there's, there's the penalties. 
There's the inability to stop the run, and then there's Mike McCarthy can't manage the game. Well, that's the problem. Um, but here, there, again, there's no excuse, though. You should be Green Bay this week. Yeah. I know Green Bay's played well, but that defense should not be able to stop Dallas at home. And then if you win that, you're probably getting – I mean, I guess you could get the Rams, unfortunately. Probably not. You're probably going to get either Detroit or the winner of Tampa Philly. Yeah, I think – I, I think if they get Tampa, bro, come on, man. You can't lose that game at home. No, you got you to gotta stomp Tampa. You know what I'm saying? And then everybody would say, oh, this is the year they went to the NFC Championship game because they put Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor, which would be which would be wild if it was to happen this year. Like, maybe it really was a curse of not giving him his proper respect. But this, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, for real. But this Seattle thing is interesting. You know, you got a situation where, um, listen, you, 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 your quarterback's not in place. You got to kind of start there, and the defense has to get better as well. But – um, you but you got guys like Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. You even take it to Nick Saban. Now, Nick Saban doesn't really have to answer to anybody, right? He has a staff that can kind of manage the day to day of the team and stuff like that. The athletic director is never going to tell Nick Saban what to do, but in the NFL. You have to deal with the general manager. You have to deal with the coaching staff. It's harder to be an older man and coaching the pros than it is in college, when, I would think. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Saban has a maid in college, man. I mean, he's just – he's the man there. Like, yeah, it's nothing – he doesn't have to answer. You know, he doesn't really have to do too much, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, but I'm sure he coaches his team. But uh, that is interesting. Do not expect uh, to hear that uh, coming down uh, the pipe today. Um, if you are a New York Giant fan, do you want a quarterback with that pick? I think most of them would say yes, but you're paying a lot of money to Daniel Jones. Yeah, that was such a bad look right there. But I guess, well, I don't know. They were negotiating against themselves, so I find that interesting. But um, it's um, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And you would, if you are the Bears, you you keep Fields or you take the or you draft the quarterback. Man, I'm torn on this one because I see there's, like, not enough, like, to look at fields and say, you know, you got a, a big picture here. You got a large sample, and it hasn't been great. Like, this past week, I was disappointed in him. He, took, he takes too many sacks, man. Like, that was a game I actually thought the Bears would play well. I thought they had a chance to beat the Packers. I took the points, and they just didn't do anything on offense, man. Um that's a tough call. I, I'm kind of torn on it, man. You know, his numbers went see, down. Everybody says, oh, he needs a weapon. And, oh, we got DJ Moore. And his numbers they went still down. Need, they still need another receiver, though, man. I mean, Darnell Mooney was in and out. He, uh, Cole Komet's solid at tight end. Uh, the running game. Herbert was good when he was healthy. Uh, but I do. they do need another receiver. But I, he has flaws, man. Yeah. Um, I want to see him succeed. I really do. But he does have flaws, so. It feels like they might move on. Yeah, I, I think they will too. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to be interesting because uh, I don't know if Caleb is going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to go play for the Bears. So it's going to be an interesting process. Let's talk about this weekend right quick. Let's start Super Wild Card weekend. Um, Browns and Texans. This has been sitting two and a half all week with the Browns laying it. I see where it's minus 115 at Circa, minus 120 at BetMGM. Uh, minus one fifteen at DraftKings and FanDuel. ESPN bet still holding tight. The two and a half is minus one ten. 
So it looks like we're going to get a three Ronis. I would go ahead and lay the two and a half uh, with, with, with the Browns. I think so, too. Like, I'm trying to find an angle where I can pick the Texans, but it's hard to see it. I mean, the Browns have just been playing so well with Flacco. Uh, he's had, they've changed their offense. It's working. Amari Cooper looks like he'll play. Uh, I know these teams played a few weeks ago and the Texans lost, but I think Stroud didn't play in that game. It was 36-22. Yeah, Mills played in that game. So I don't think there's much to take away from it. But, I mean, Flacco's just balling right now. And, yeah, he might turn it over. But with Cooper, Njoku, Elijah Moore, uh, it looks like it's going to be tough to slow down this offense. And, uh, Texans are an inexperienced team. Uh, again, if they take away Nico Collins – what's going to happen to this offense. And I'm, I'm not sure why Indy didn't do it. Yeah. Um, next game, Dolphins, Chiefs. Now, on Sunday when they were talking about, oh, scheduling the playoff games and then, um, you know, Peacock is going to have a, a exclusive rights to one of those games. And my thought process was, okay, Saturday night you're going to have competition. So now you got Peacock. Not only is it a streaming service, you got it on a Saturday night, which means, you know, you go out to the movies, you go out with your homies, whatever. So how do you get people to stay in the house? Well, you put the Chiefs there because that's the Taylor Swift game. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's the key. And then you see Saturday night, Kansas City, it can be a weather game. You'll have Taylor Swift in the building. And now you got the Chiefs all the way up to four and a half at DraftKings Ronis. Looks like everybody else is headed towards four and a half, too. Um, so if you want to get in there on the Chiefs, you might as well get in there now. Uh, I don't like Tua in the cold weather, and I just Miami is too beat up. Now, at four and a half, I might take four and a half with the Dolphins, but I think the Kansas City Chiefs win the game. I do too. I really want to pick Miami, but how can you? Everything sets up poorly for them. You mentioned the weather. I mean, it could be at, the wind chill could make it feel like minus 20. I mean, this is just not a matchup conducive for Miami. They are really banged up, man. I mean, their pass rushers are out. Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, uh, Mostert's banged up. Tyreek is still banged up. Jalen Waddle, he'll probably play. Andrew Van Ginkle is, uh, I think he's out. Uh, this is just such a tough situation for the Dolphins. And we've seen whenever they play good teams this year, yep. they've not come through. So they played six playoff teams. They're one in five with a minus 91 point differential. And the thing is, I don't want to back Kansas City. I don't think they're that good. No. But they're home. They have the playoff experience. They have Mahomes. And how do you see Tua having success here? So Can't. The, yeah, I mean, you probably should have jumped on this before. Now that it's moving, I guess I'd probably, like, maybe take the Chiefs money line and parlay it with something yep. if I'm going to do that. There you go. If I had to bet it against the spread, I would take a four and a half with I, the Dolphins. So if this, if this was – 50-degree weather, would you take Miami? Yes. I think right. Miami could upset them. And if I, so like, if, if Miami was healthy, I think Miami could up, would upset them. Oh, I th yeah, I do too. I mm -hmm. just Because I, I don't buy Kansas City right now. That's no. my biggest yeah. problem. Travis Kelsey had – everybody's going to point the last year. Travis Kelsey had a historic year last year. Travis Kelsey's washed up now. And, oh, not um, even close yeah. to what he was last year, yeah. which is a big reason why this offense is struggling. There you go right there. So, um. Uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh, Buffalo laying 10 at home. This is a legacy spot right here. Sunday afternoon, you get two legacy franchises, Steelers and Bills. Uh, Mike Tomlin as a road dog, generally something that you want to back. 
number is big. You know what I'm saying? Pause. But um, I, I listen. I'll take the ten with the Steelers, but the 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 Buffalo Bills should comfortably win the game. Yeah, I don't know if I would. I, I might take Buffalo here. T.J. Watts out. That's a big problem. I mean, how are the Steelers going to do anything on offense? That's uh, that too. The Bills defense played better. You also have weather issues here. Maybe that's why I might consider taking the points because sustained winds of 20 to 30 miles per hour. Those are sustained with gusts up to 50 miles per hour. So I would just check that forecast. I don't see Pittsburgh winning this game at but, all. But do we ever see Pittsburgh winning? See, that's the thing. You never see you, Pittsburgh winning. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> but also, too, usually when you see these in the first uh, set of wildcard games and a number this high, the team usually covers it. Yeah. No, so, I, I agree. You know, I, I think it's really no reason to fade Buffalo right here. You I know mean, what I'm you saying? You have a quarterback that does a run, high wins. I mean, yeah, they won last week with Pickens doing nothing. Uh, you know they're going to run the ball. I mean – they did it against the last three weeks. What the Bengals, Seahawks, and the Ravens rested guys. I don't know, man. I just don't see it, man. I mean, this could be seventeen six. Yeah. So I lean towards laying the points right now. Um, Dallas and Green Bay. This one actually opened seven, went up seven and a half, sitting seven and a half across the board right now. Um, Ronis, you're seeing a little buyback. You got it seven and a half as a minus as a minus one fifteen at FanDuel and DraftKings, but uh, this is a this should be a, a spot where if the if the Packers turn the ball over one time, this is going to get out of hand. Yeah, that's going to be the key. Um, do they not turn it over and move the football well, and can they hang with this offense? We know how good the Dallas offense is at home. Um, so, I, Dallas may not punt on Sunday. Certainly possible. I mean, Green Bay's defense is their their weakness. I mean, this is a defense that allowed 30 points to Carolina, and then Carolina the next couple weeks uh, got shut out. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's crazy. I love his playing well. I'm interested to see if Christian Watson comes back. It doesn't matter. They've had Jaden Reed play great, Dontavian Wicks. Uh, he did get banged up again as well. So they they got Luke Musgrave back. So there's a lot of weapons here. Loves playing well. Aaron Jones finally healthy. Um, he's looked pretty good. So they're gonna, they're, there has to be points in this game, too. I think that totals, what, 15 and a half? Yep. Yeah, there should be points in this game. I mean, you see Dallas' offense at home. No one shuts them down. Yeah, so they, they, they're going to have plenty of opportunities. Now, interesting, Lions, Rams. Lions open up three and a half, immediately goes to three. Um, You're starting to see it looks like it's going to creep back up to three and a half. This is fascinating because everything says, oh, I'm taking a three and a half with the Rams. But I'm like, hmm, is the Detroit is better than the Rams. And if the Rams can't get their running game going, Detroit could blow them out. I would be surprised if that happened. Uh, I know Detroit's been good against the run. Kyra Williams has been phenomenal. Stafford going back to Detroit. That's obviously a big storyline. Sam Laporta might not play. Yeah, that Laporta was big right there. That is a huge injury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is critical to that offense. I know they still have St. Brown and Gibbs, Montgomery. Um, It feels like a lot of people on the Rams. I mean, I was saying if the Rams played Detroit first round, I'm taking the Rams. I do see a three and a half, but it's very juiced on MGM. 
It's uh, minus 130 for the plus three and a half. So you think this could go back to three and a half? This looks like it's going back to three and a half right now. Interesting. That would scare me then. Yeah, so that's cool. why I'm like, that, I agree with you on that. This goes back to three and a half. This could get carried away. At least, you know, respected money is showing that this could get carried away. Um, Here's the thing, though. I think there is a emotional aspect of this that nobody's taking in. Like, I knew this game right here was going to be a primetime game. This is Oh, yeah, I did, too. This, this is, is de easy. This is Detroit. Home. I think this might be Monday night. Yeah, I was thinking it might be Monday night too, but then again, I play. They probably they probably won't hide Philadelphia on Monday night. But I can see this being a raucous crowd in Detroit. Oh, it has to be, man. Mm -hmm. This playoff game, the season they had, Stafford coming back, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, this is the game probably I'm most forward to looking to this weekend. And if Miami and Kansas City had better weather, I'd say okay. Um, here's a piece of advice too. For those that do one and done in the playoffs, take your kicker in the NFC. So this is the way I do those one and dones. Whatever I use in the first round, so if it's an NFC kicker, you play the NFC kicker all the way to the Super Bowl. This way you automatically have the AFC kicker for the Super Bowl. If you try to mix and match, you put yourself in a position where you might not have a kicker in the Super Bowl. So you want to make sure you have a kicker, defense, tight end in the Super Bowl. So look at the weather games in the AFC. That makes sense. Baltimore, Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cleveland. All bad weather games. So take your defense from the AFC up until the Super Bowl, then take the NFC in the Super Bowl. Take your kickers in the NFC. Look at the NFC. San Francisco, good weather. Dallas, inside. Detroit, inside. Tampa, generally good weather. I mean, I know it could be bad. And Philadelphia is probably not getting a home game, even if they made the NFC Championship, unless they play the Rams. So you're, you're going to have good weather indoors. So take your kickers in the NFC, your defense in the AFC. You probably want to do your quarterbacks, too, in the NFC up yeah. until the Super Bowl. So, like, you know, this week you could go – again, you also have to figure out who's going to win. Uh, I like to – I think Handicap. in the first round – Yeah, I think in the first round you don't necessarily have to take a team that you think is going to lose. Like, if you want to – Take to, like Detroit or Rams probably is the quarterback I go with this week. Like some people might be like, oh, let me take a Baker because they're going to lose or Hurts. Nah, man, I don't know about. It. I would, you know, there's going to be points in the Detroit uh, Rams game, so I might take my quarterback there. But either way, the point is just kickers in the NFC and defense in the AFC. Like the defense this week, you know, Buffalo or Kansas City. Yep. Because again, you just you need to make sure in the Super Bowl that you have. A kicker, defense, tight end. And if you, like, take an NFC one this week and an AFC and you wind up wrong, you put yourself in a spot where you're taking a zero and you can't win that way. Uh, and the final game of the week in Monday night to conclude Super Wild Card Weekend, Philadelphia Eagles, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Opens up Eagles two and a half. Now we got Eagles laying three across the board. At three, I probably would come back on Tampa. Yeah, because they could win this game. This – it's hard to back Philly, but at the same time, we know Tampa isn't. That I mean, they good. scored three. They had three field goals this past weekend with a division on the line. They had three field yeah, goals, man, and, they and, were, and a dude didn't fumble that ball out of bounds. You know, Carolina oh, could have yeah. won. Carolina yeah. could have won that game. That was very discouraging uh, for Tampa. And if they would have played anyone else outside of Carolina, they would have lost. Mm -hmm. 
they would have lost. I mean, 9 nothing. that's what you do against – and, again, Panthers were solid defensively. They were good against quarterbacks. But still, the division was on the line, and you really struggled. So, uh, Baker's not 100%. Now, you got a great matchup here against Philly. Could be Mike Evans' last home game as a buck. Great matchup. He should go off. Um, so, yeah, if it's plus three, I'd take them. But you think Philly wins this game? I think Philadelphia finds a way to win the game. So, we could be looking at Dallas-Philly. I think I think come. Well, I you have think Detroit's no, going to win, though, right? I think Detroit wins, so I think we get Dallas Detroit again. Oh man, that it's going to be it's going to be it's going it's probably going to be a kick. Oh, Brandon Aubrey. <laughs> hey, hey, at least at least he missed. You texted least, me immediately. Yep, he had a block. He had a field goal blocked. I'm like, technically, it's not a miss. And then, and then he missed one. He yeah. did miss one. He hit the upright. Yep. So and, thank you. Got it out of the way. I don't have to hear the announcers say he hasn't missed all year. So, um, yeah, I, I'm glad that got out of the way. But, again, there's no excuse for Dallas, man. you got to get to the NFC Championship. And if they lose to San Francisco I'm cool in with, a close game, yeah, yeah I mean, so I, be it. Look, it is you, what it is, yep. San Francisco is better. I, they just are. But, but Mike Shanahan, but, but Kyle Shanahan in these moments has not proven to be the best. So, He's not good as a favorite right if i'm not mistaken kyle shanahan struggles in the playoffs you know what i'm saying yeah. it's, they tend to do something stupid at least once in the dallas could have won that game last year oh was, dude if, i was telling everyone yeah. i'm like mm -hmm. they you know san francisco didn't score tonight, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah to, was, and that was the kid and then the, that touchdown was set up by that kittle play and it's widely been said it was an illegal formation on that play now that doesn't you know obviously that's hindsight being 2020 but um yeah no doubt and wasn't it? It was seventeen nine. The final score, wasn't it? Yeah, it dude threw an interception to open the game, and yeah. then dude threw an interception as soon as Tony Pollard got hurt. Dude threw an interception. Yeah, that was the other thing too. Pollard left the game. They had no running game, and yeah, I, you're more critical of Dak than me, but he cost them that game. He threw two critical interceptions. The defense did their job. Yeah, they held the Forty Niners in check. The offense did not do anything. One thing I will say though, before we get up out of here, is I. Very, you you mentioned it, and I've had some people hit me up this week throughout the course of the year. Uh, Dak Prescott was phenomenal this year. It's, I I think Dak Prescott should be the offensive player of the year. Like that's how good of a season I thought that Dak Prescott had. So no beef with Dak Prescott going into this playoff run. He got the job done. Yeah, he was phenomenal this year, and he will not get offensive player of the year because they're going to give it to McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, most yeah, uh huh. Uh, but Dak certainly will probably finish second what, in MVP, second or third yeah. in MVP. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, he look, he had a great year, but we all know it doesn't matter. He's going to be measured on what he does in the postseason. So if he has a game where he throws a pick late, that's all people are going to talk about. That's it. Yep. And it sucks, unfortunately, but that's how you're measured when you're a quarterback and especially quarterback of the Cowboys. So it's crazy. He's had a great year. And it could all be thrown away if he has a bad postseason. And look, we're obviously rooting for him. I would love to see him. Clearly, we're Cowboys fans. We want to see him win the Super Bowl. So I am I am getting excited, though. Like, most of the season I wasn't. I'm like, all right, well, prove it to me. Things broke right. They're the two seed. I think that is massive, man. You see how dominant they are at home. It is just huge to get these home games. And, hey, Maybe San Francisco gets knocked off. I think they're going to need – I think we need the Rams to win for that to happen. 
Yeah, I think I, I think the Philadelphia is Philadelphia will Philadelphia be destroyed. Is not all <laughs> and what would the spread be? The, the, the spread would be probably what six and a half. I'd say seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, oh yeah. I mean, that would be. I. It's the NFL. Crazy shit happens, but they already were pissed about last year. They destroyed them in Philly when they were actually still playing decent. Now they're playing horrendous football how would that defense i mean you'd have to talk about coming up with a game plan that is something we haven't seen from philly in like six seven weeks like how do they shut down san francisco i mean come on man that game would be would that be would that be this first game on saturday yeah they would put that game on saturday well because i i I'm traveling because I'm going to visit my sister, and unfortunately, I'm going to be traveling during that first Saturday game. And I didn't want to, but it was the only possibility. I was like, there's no way Dallas is playing on a Saturday at 4.30 if they win. No, no Dallas is no going chance. to play in the legacy spot. They're going to play in the Sunday. 4.30 Sunday spot. Well, if it's Dallas-Detroit, especially that against is the Lions, definitely going that's to be going to be 4.30 game. Sunday. Um, and then I would see, and then you would probably get, you would probably get the same thing. You would probably get Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? And then you would probably have Kansas City. Well, so if it's Buffalo and Kansas City, oh, that would be – would that be a Saturday night game? That game would be in Buffalo. I, I, I definitely think San Francisco would play Saturday. San Francisco would Saturday. probably play Saturday at 4. So Saturday in the daytime, uh, you could probably see Cleveland-Baltimore. What, Saturday at – oh, yeah, would that be the – 4:30 game on Saturday. I think the 4:30 game on Saturday would probably be the the Niners, and I think Cleveland That's what Baltimore would be a one o'clock game on Sunday. No, on on Saturday. There's only well, it would be 4:30 and eight on Saturday. But that's, that's what I mean. So that's what I mean. They they would play. I think Cleveland and Baltimore would play the first game on Saturday. Okay, at 4:30, and then what? San Fran, Philly, Saturday night. Yeah. And then Buffalo. Kansas City Sunday at one and Dallas Detroit. Yeah, that's how I think it would they would do division round if that is a division round. I just when I I was like if Dallas wins there's no chance they're playing Saturday at four. I'm like okay I can live with it. I'll catch up yeah. and you don't need to put Dallas on on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Like that's you know it's that that's but we have some we look we get I mean the Cleveland Baltimore one that's that's fun man. Oh yeah, that's gonna like, be a good anything with anything Kansas with Lamar City, Jackson. Buffalo. Yeah, uh-huh. it's all it's all it's all it's all gonna be good from here on out. It should be, yeah. yeah I mean, it's all gonna be. It's good. crazy. The worst game would be San Fran Philly, yeah. and who would have thought that four or five weeks ago? Yep. So you would have thought that would have been like an NFC Championship, you know, Super Bowl type, you know, winner type game, but uh, and now Philadelphia doesn't look like that team. But hey, you, you, a flip could switch, but I don't think it's gonna happen this year. But it does. Yeah, the only reason why it could is because everyone is burying them. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I would not want to see Sirianni if that happens. That dude's cocky as shit. Can you imagine if they turn? Oh, if they around was to bounce get... back, it'd be it would be crazy. You know what I'm saying? But they would get ahead of themselves. But all right, Ronis, let's get ready, get up out of here. Fantasy foes, fantasy exec, Adam Ronis. Good luck with your wages and everything this weekend. We are.